Welcome to The Journey of a Singer with me, your host, Nick Pritchard. This is the podcast where we dive into the fascinating and unique journeys of those individuals within the creative industry. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with international comedian Tom Lucy. Widely celebrated for his appearances on TV shows on BBC One, Comedy Central and Sky One, Tom is one of the most talked about young comedians. At the age of just 27, Tom has toured internationally with his own headline shows, as well as opening for comedians such as Jack Whitehall, Michael McIntyre and Aziz Ansari. He has performed three sellout runs at the Edinburgh Festival and received prestigious accolades such as the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year and the Sun's Best New Comedian. In the podcast, Tom shares his journey from becoming the youngest ever paid comic at the infamous Comedy Store in London to touring worldwide with Jack Whitehall. Tom shares valuable industry insights for upcoming performers and we discuss how dating his celebrity crush, Gemma Collins, could open the door to even further stardom. So, sit back and enjoy today's podcast with the fantastic Tom Lucy. I'm excited. I'm in. We are I in. did three, yesterday I did three podcasts. Bloody hell. And by the end of the day I was like, <laughs> completely <laughs> run out of things to say. We picked a good day to get you. Yeah, so to, I feel better you're, today. Yeah. Fresher, excited Do you to find that because you are a comedian, yeah. people have an expectation that their interaction with you has to be fun. You find you've got to give a bit more. A little, yeah, kind of. I mean, I felt that more when I was younger. Now I don't feel that pressure quite so much. Have you met many other comedians? I'm not in that world as much. Yeah. I'd love to get more into it. I yeah. really would. It's a fascinating world. You get some odd characters, don't you? You do. But also comedians are never quite what you think they're going to be when you meet them. Because mm. when you see them on stage, they're like this heightened, you know, exaggerated version of themselves. And then you meet them in real life and they're normally a lot calmer and quieter and just like more normal. We saw Whitehall at the O2. Yeah. Most recently, which obviously you were. Oh, before. this too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, were you there the night I was we there? We saw two. We saw yours and we saw, uh, is it Griff? Lloyd uh, Griffith. Lloyd Griffith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Lloyd and I have done the support for Jack for like seven years or something. I did, I've did. i done two tours before this tour. That was my third one. So yeah, it was great. That's a bloody good gig. Yeah. I mean, they're big venues. Yeah. Like I the O2. Believe, I, I was shocked. Yeah. But when we went there. Yeah, I didn't quite expect it to be. So there big. was that whole talk about, oh, is Jack gonna fill it? Or his yeah. dad was kind of saying, look, don't do the O2. Yeah, yeah, which was hilarious. Yeah, um, and it was packed. Yeah, I know it's big. It's a big room, and it did three nights there. How many is that? Is that it's like sixteen thousand a night wow. times three, so That's I don't so know what the maths is on that. It's like it's a lot, forty thousand or something. That's a good exposure. Good yeah, it's great. Exposure. It's great for me. I mean, it's pretty terrifying. But it's also, they're not, in my opinion, the most fun gigs. Those, they're not as intimate. Or those big arenas. What is it about that? Because there's, no, there's no interaction with the audience. Mm. And, I, and I quite enjoy chatting to people yeah. and like making it feel quite interactive. And in a place that big, you can't do any of that. Because if someone shouts something out, you can't hear it. I mean, I did a little bit of chat with the front row, but it's, you have to limit it quite a lot. Those kind of gigs must be sort of propelling your career quite nicely. Yeah, it's just like a lot of people, isn't it, to be in front of. And also, you know, it goes without saying, but the support act is kind of has to be on the same bandwidth as as Jack, for example. So you'd like to think you've got some overlapping audience? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why it works well with me doing it, because I think our audiences are quite similar. He's way more like energetic and hyper than I am. Right. But we're fairly similar. In terms I, of like, I mean, I've, uh, I've never been 
in a room with so many white middle class people <laughs> in my life. And I and I grew up in Guildford. So yeah. that is, that's saying something. <laughs> I know. It was it's um, a fairly it's a fairly specific demographic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The nice thing about it though is there's a real like age, you know, you get teenagers and then you get people in there. 70s and 80s there's a real like mix of ages there yeah that's your diversity (laughs) even if they are all white in middle class (laughs) you do get different ages yeah that's good to know there was was a good mix a good mix of ages yeah in that audience i didn't realize you were there yeah we were watching it and um my girlfriend was like why not see if tom wants to come on Mm -hmm. the podcast and she was like you've been wanting to get comic on for ages you haven't yeah even asked any comics Am I the first one you've asked? Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, and we and I did drop a Didn't message. Didn't ask Lloyd. To, no, I did. I did. Yeah. I did drop a message to Lloyd as well. I'll get but Lloyd. I'll get Lloyd to do it. Was he acting like he was too big shot for it? I think. I think he was. <laughs> yeah. He's too good. Too good for this yeah. show. But I can uh, assure you, he's not. So I'll I'll make sure he does it. <laughs> um, but I think it's great because, in a way, what I find really fascinating is. You and I are in two different worlds, but there's also some kind of weird overlap there. Yeah. We're the same age, I think. Are you 26? 27, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm 26. Yeah. Did you go to Bristol, you knew? Yeah, I went to Bristol for uh, a term and then dropped mm. out. I was already gigging, doing comedy at yeah. that point. And then around just before Christmas of that first year, met my agent at a gig in London. And then he was like, look, I'll sign you if you want to drop out of university. I'll make sure that you can do this full time. And I was pretty desperate to drop out and do that because stand-up is what I wanted to do. Mm. And I was kind of just doing university because I felt like I had to do it. I was only there for about two months or something. And I barely went to any lectures because I was always like gigging. And You were one of those guys that just took off. And yeah, and, and the, actually to be fair, the, the university were very understanding because I was doing drama. So I went to meet the like head of drama at the university and I was like, look, I've, I've met an agent and I'm going to get signed and I want to do stand-up. And she was like, yeah, great, do that. Like, de- definitely go and do that. Because I think if you're doing drama, it's fairly common that people get breaks and then they drop out. Because mm. it's such a hard industry. If you get a break, yeah, you gotta you got to just, like, go for it. So, yeah, it was kind of fine. And they were nice about it. That's good. I was just wondering, well, my girlfriend went there. You're the same age as my girlfriend. She went yeah. to Bristol. So I we're in maybe, the same year? Yeah, you would have been. What's her name? Um, Olivia. Do you want to say on the podcast? Or okay, I can bleep it. Olivia. Uh, Olivia Waters. Olivia, what, yeah. what what did she study? She did law. Probably oh, weren't man. in the same circles. No. But uh, you never know. It was one of those Maybe. things where, where I saw that you'd gone to Bristol. I thought, hang on a minute. And then you're the same. Are you 96? Yeah, 96. Okay. Yeah. 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 How funny. So you grew up in Guildford? Or? I grew up in London until I was maybe like 13, 14, then moved to Guildford until I was 18, then came back to London. My parents are in their town. Are they? Yeah. It's a nice place. Yeah. It's famously, I've done gigs in Guildford. I've played like G Live before and it's famously the worst gig (laughs) in the country. I saw you got one coming up, haven't you? I'm doing it again. I I can't help myself. I keep going back for more. You've got that home crowd. Yeah, because it's um, I do sell quite well in Guildford because I'm from there, and also Guildford crowds are hard. Mm. Posh people, rich posh people don't t- tend yeah. to laugh so much. It's a tough crowd. I think if you're rich, what you don't need to laugh. No, you don't. It's, you you're so happy that your base level of happiness is yeah. so high. The only thing they laugh at is when you call them rich and posh. Yeah, they like that. Or in Guildford, if you slag off Woking, they yeah. lose their minds. Yeah. So my Guildford shows are mainly just jokes about woking that's smart. and then calling everyone rich and then and then that's it. 
That's smart. And you can get away with it because yeah. you're from Guildford as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. No, one, no one can say. Local knowledge. Yeah. Monday night Guildford. Oh, that was a thing. There'll be some jokes about that. So did you school in Guildford as well? Went to Cranley School. Oh, yeah, yeah. For a bit. I knew a few blokes. There. And then Hurtwood House, mm-hmm. if you know Hurtwood House. You probably, it's your kind of musical theatre and singing. Yeah. And Well, I didn't, I didn't do musical theatre, but I, I yeah. grew up in Guildford, so I'd know the kind of... And then I went to Exeter Uni. Oh yeah, and then back to London. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know Cranley pretty well. Cranley. I'd imagine we got. In fact, so I've got a mate. I don't know if you know him. He's he knew your girlfriend. Oh yeah. And I messaged Here him we today. Go. Here we go. And he said, uh, <laughs> "Is this something he, you can say on the podcast? We, I can cut whatever you like. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he said, sure um, he said, oh, by the way, Nick, I know you're doing this podcast today. Like." Maybe yeah. don't bring up that I knew his girlfriend because apparently they've broken up fairly that recently. That's true, yeah. That is true. And I was like, Jesus, I can't yeah. bring that up now. I'm, I'm fully... Mm. Well, I mean, it was fairly recently, but it was in May. Yeah. It's now August. Okay. So that's three, almost four months ago. Is it too soon to be like putting things into uh, making bits on relationships? No, I've been doing right? stuff about it. Yeah. So the, like, I, I was saying to you earlier, the last couple of weeks I've been going into comedy clubs in London and like doing new material. Mm. And some of it is about breakup. As a comedian, you can only really talk about what you're, what you're experiencing, what you're going through. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where you would get your material from otherwise. Whatever's happening in your life is kind of what you end up talking about. So going through something like that, it, which is obviously, you know, not, not nice. But then on the flip side, you're like, oh, well, there's, I'll probably get some funny material out of this as well. <laughs> And then I was terrified that like, oh, what if some, what if one of her friends happens to be in the audience and not that any of it's nasty, but I just don't, you don't want to see like you're profiting off a breakup. No, but it's a tough one because you're portraying a character almost in yeah. some ways. When you're making your jokes for comics, I feel like the jokes are sometimes exaggerations of aspects of the life. Yeah. So there'll be little bits in there which are slightly exaggerated to yeah. make it slightly more funny. Yeah, of course. So then people kind of get, if they know you, yeah. you'd like to hope that... You, yeah, they can see that you're you're putting on a bit of a. a yeah, of show. course. I mean, I would never, and I don't think any comedian would completely make something up from nothing. But there's a lot of exaggeration. There's a lot of like, yeah, you take an idea that's based in something true, and then you just blow it up. Yeah. You know, so my dad being in the army is true, but the way I talk about him being this like terrifying army officer is like massively exaggerated. He's, he's like, nice guy. he's lovely, he's fine. <laughs> but that's obviously not very funny. Yeah. So it's al- it's always based in truth, but then it's kind of, yeah, blown up to mm. like make it funnier. I was listening to one of your podcasts with Jamie and Freddie. Yeah. Uh, this was a while back. You guys had done it like years ago. Freddie. Sorry, maybe not Freddie. Freddie who? Uh, it was you, Jamie, and another guy. Francis. Francis, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Oh, years ago. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was listening to it in the gym this morning yeah like pumping weights and i and yeah. i just thought i was laughing during the thing so you you kind of ruined the workout this I'm morning sorry. but it was I'm hilarious sorry. it was really funny yeah um, is that all the ccf stuff yeah yeah that i found people that, liked that CCF. Yeah. people still talk to me about that and that was about seven years ago that was really funny yeah that's how, how i met jamie is it so, so that, just so had you I, on? I was a guest on that episode was my first time on that show private parts yeah and then I was I was like 21, 22 at that time. Met him when I went on as a guest. We all we got on really well, and then kind of became mates. Slowly started doing it more and more. And now it's like we do it together. And so you co-host that with him. Yeah. Like, so there's two episodes a week. Yeah. And one is a guest, which is just Jamie uh-huh. interviewing whoever the guest is, and the other one is just me and Jamie. 
And you guys seem to be probably good mates. Yeah, well. we are no. good mates. Yeah, yeah. So that stemmed from that episode. That stemmed episode. from that episode. That's so funny. So maybe this will turn into a burgeoning. You never know. We could be... Podcasts. People, a lot of people make friends on podcasts. They now. do. To be fair, I have, I have like met a lot of people who I'm now friends with who I met doing a podcast with them. Yeah, so It's a good way to meet people. It is, because you get to know someone's detail. Yeah, very and if you depth. chat to someone for an hour, you, f- you really like feel like you know them at the end of yeah. it. So it goes one way or the other. You kind of either, like, I'm never yeah. talking to that person again. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we could do something where I get you earwigged in my mm-hmm. ear for mm-hmm. a show. Yeah. And I'm singing, but you yeah. give me the lines to say between... Oh, I see, like, like a kind a of prank, thing. A prank show thing. And so I say, yeah, like, yeah. A, what, Impractical Jokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and I'll just that. say whatever you want. Okay, Whatever great. you say, I'll say it. Okay. And we'll get the camera guys to, okay. to get behind. <laughs> and that then, feels like a good idea for me, a bad <laughs> idea for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that'd be funny. Perfect. I was inspired by people like Dean Martin, who started as a comic. The Rat Pack. The Rat Pack, yeah. yeah. Love the Rat Pack. And yeah. and Dean Martin would be great at that talk between... It's quite an old school style, isn't it? Yeah. To sing and then in between the songs to do a bit of comedy. Bit of comedy. I like the comedians who are a bit old school as well. Like, mm. you know, they, they dress in the suits. I mean, I don't wear a suit on stage. It's the kind of thing I would like to do when I'm a bit older. Yeah. When I'm in my, like, 40s, 50s, I'll maybe become, like, a suit guy but i think if i did it now i just look like i was an estate agent that's nice though you can be casual you can properly yeah because you kind of you have to kind of dress for your personality my style is very relaxed and but i do like all those older john mulaney Mm. american guy is very like sharp suits and jerry seinfeld oh yeah i do love all that yeah like old school showbiz kind of yeah vegas i'm a fan of that that era. Yeah, I'd like to have a, vez- uh, a residency in Vegas. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't more of a because I don't know many clubs in London that have comedy followed by live music or live music followed by comedy or something. Yeah, but I think uh, you mentioned Rogan earlier. He's set up his his comedy club in yeah. Texas, Austin. Yeah, and he says they just have a band playing. Yeah, to get everyone kind of. It's a good idea. Is there any clubs? Is there anywhere in town? That I don't think there is that do. Uh, no, I mean, you said that you sing Annabelle's. Yeah, I do. Do they do? Yeah. No, they, do I they... mean, I just, I turn up, 90 minutes, done, out. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I no, don't even I... talk in that one. I just say Song after song, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think there is. Maybe there's a gap in the market there. Yeah, we could be onto something. Yeah. You know, Old school no. kind Old of school. club. And everyone smokes inside and... That guy at the comedy store, the one in Comic Garden. Yeah, or well, the host. No, the guy that owns it. Mark. I don't know him personally. Do you mean top secret? Top secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know him personally, but I had a stint as a busker in Covent Garden. Oh, yeah, that's what he used to and do. And he used to be a busker. Yeah. And back in the day, those guys would be absolutely minted. And no yeah. One, no one would realise. Yeah, yeah. And so he bought that place. He bought a bunch of other places. Yeah. And this one time, I feel I feel like I can say this. I won't mention any, any name. Mm, we've already mentioned his name. Yeah. I'll just tell you we anyway. Cut anyway. The, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to cut that out. We'll cut that out. But that but. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, comedy clubs. I mean, they're they're run by uh, interesting characters. It is it's a strange industry, mm. the comedy club world. People who run and own the clubs are fairly. I mean, they're all great characters, but they're fairly. Uh, you must have some wild stories though from clubs. Well, just like because I feel like the music industry, there's there's weird people, but then mm. comedy just seems to be another level. Yeah, it does attract odd people. Comedy. I think it's a weird thing to want to do. Yeah, to be a comedian, and I think all comedians are slightly. Uh, there's probably something slightly wrong with everyone mm. that they want to do that. There's a lot of people who want to be actors, 
yeah. or musicians. That makes a bit more sense. But to want to be a comedian, I think, is a slightly... Is that a calling? It is a bit. I mean, I know that sounds really cringe and mm. wanky, but, like, I definitely knew I wanted to do it from a very young age. Like, six or seven, I can remember being obsessed with Lee Evans and Billy Connolly and... And then when I was a bit older, like Michael McIntyre broke through and I was obsessed with him. So, yeah, I can remember always being really into it. Would you ever do any of the TV-based stuff? Not so much the shows, but the actual film-based stuff. Whitehall's kind of done it. Yeah. I mean, kind of. He has done it. He's done really well. Yeah, he um, has. I mean, there's a weird thing where people assume that if you're a comedian, you can act as well. Mm. And I don't think that's always true. Yeah. I mean, some people are great actors, but I don't think it's always true. And I, to be honest, I'm way more interested in comedy than acting. A lot of my friends are actors because mm. I went I went to this like drama school and some people are doing really well and some people are doing well and some people are like, it's a tough... Hit and miss. It's a, acting is a tough game. Mm. I find, I think people that are only actors and that's like exactly what they want to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're not very diversified in terms yeah. of your risk level. Yeah. Because if you don't make it, how, how else are you... I know. Income or I, I think know. it's. I think. I think nowadays you do have to diversify a little yeah. bit, and uh, you know, you be an actor, and like you know, like what you're doing, be a podcaster, be yeah. an actor, branch out a bit. Yeah, you do. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with comedians now. You kind of, it's not really enough anymore to mm. just be a stand-up. You have to have podcasts. It's not even just like it's people at the very top as well. Mm. Everyone is having to like do everything now. Mm. It's, it's good, I think. It's fun. I think it's good for our generation because yeah. we kind of have like this slight advantage mm. over people that are maybe Brad Pitt's era. Like mm. He got really big. He doesn't have to do that. No. And so he never will probably bother no. spending hours a day doing a podcast. <laughs> Brad or, Pitt's like, not going to do a no podcast, chance. is he? <laughs> I mean, we did ask him to come on, but... Yeah, he, same he, as Lloyd Clash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a generation of people who uh, who were already massive before this shift happened like the michael mcintyre's to an extent the jack the whitehalls but he has he's also diversified quite well mm. but there there was a whole generation like mickey flanagan they don't need to do anything they were already massive they were already really famous but for everyone coming up now you just have to try everything you have yeah. to like Give throw a lot of shit at mm. the wall and see and i think people like to see what you like as a person yeah. as well that's why podcasts are great and that's yeah. why Doing the the podcast with Jamie has been so good because it's because when people listen to it, they really feel like they know you. It's such a personal thing. And Jamie's so unique in the way that he yeah. conducts himself because yeah. he has a very low barrier of <laughs> embarrassment. Like, what comes out? <laughs> yeah. It's like there is no barrier. I know, which which makes her very entertaining. It does. Um, it makes for quite a stressful <laughs> yeah. record as well because you've no idea what he's going to ask. And I'm always trying to steer the conversation away from like sex and wanking because he he always wants to go into like what was when did you first wank or when when, some sex question or prank calls he's got this new thing about prank calling people he always wants to call everyone so i have to sort of steer him away from that but uh he's very good at it he's very very good at it Mm. he really is i think he he provides a unique experience and you feel like when you're listening to that you've you feel like you're getting the real deal yeah and he also it's like we sit down and we we do have like preparation notes before, which I do read. Jamie never reads, <laughs> so we sit down and Jamie will just like start and and just throw something out, and it won't be anything. To and do it will with be the nothing notes. to do with the notes, nothing yeah. to do with anything we've talked about. And he's yeah, he's amazing at just like keeping the conversation going for an hour, and we've done like so many hours of 
Like you'd think you'd run out of things to talk about, but uh, he doesn't. No, so he's just like he's like a Duracell yeah. bunny. He just mm. like keeps going. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. I met Sophie a couple of times. Yeah, because I ended up doing a couple of episodes on the old MIC. Oh, did you? Back like five Were years, you on that? five years ago. Really? Um, Kept that quiet. Were you singing in the show? No, no. This is actually before I was deep on the singing, oh, really? and I was That's at Exeter. Sorry. They set me up with this this speed dating thing. Yeah, and I ended up speed dating with this girl Verity and this girl, yeah. um, her friend who was who was pure chaos. I forget her name. Yeah. Um, and then they, afterwards, they're like, "Okay, we want to start like introducing you." I'd love to know the name this. of that other one. Oh, um, Amelia, maybe. Missed. Absolute chaos. Amelia missed. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> and then nothing ever stemmed from it. And I, I don't know if it was quite the thing. For, I'm glad things ended up the way they did. But yeah. I met Sophie twice, maybe. Yeah. And she's really nice. She was lovely. Yeah, they're all nice people. I mean, they they're all they are all nice people. It's a good platform to to like get your name out there, isn't it? Yeah. I think as long as you have something, it's not just I want to be famous. Jamie did great because I think he used it to boost his profile mm. to then do other stuff like Candy Kittens, like these yeah. podcasts. For him, that was like a springboard to doing all that other stuff. Oh. Personally, I, I wouldn't do it. I, this was five years ago before I had any idea what I was doing. Yeah, I, I mean, still... if they'd asked me five years ago, I probably would have said yes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't sure. do it now. No. But they've done great. And my, um, my girlfriend was like, oh, you got to you got to listen to this uh, Newlyweds thing. And I was like, mm. oh, good God, like, I don't want to listen to this. Mm. We ended up listening to it and got into it, watched every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was good. <laughs> it is good, yeah. yeah. It's really good, yeah. Um, they're very good at it. Are they doing a sequel thing? Or are they... Yeah, they're doing a, I think they've called it uh, now, new, now Newlyweds. Words. Newlyweds. So it was yeah. Nearly Words, and now it's Newlyweds. Yeah. It's very popular. Yeah. And they were recording... At his wedding, they were doing an episode at the wedding. Yeah, I listened to that. So there were loads of like people going around with microphones. Yeah. Did you go to the wedding? Yeah, yeah. and I was in that episode, the, really? the wedding oh, episode. No and I, have to to I haven't, I can't bring myself to listen to it because I think I was <laughs> so battered in the interview, and I was doing it with Verity. So they came up to us and they would like, like ambushed us into an interview. I mean, everybody was so hammered, but. Yeah, I can't, I can't listen back to it. <laughs> it feels unfair to go and interview someone when they're really drunk at a wedding. Finding I could have him. said anything. Mm. I think that's I what could, they wanted. Though, that could right? be the end of my career. Mm. And they would have just pumped that out as content. I've got to say, the, um, the it really showed a sign of the times when I was listening back to some of the old stuff. Like, yeah. Because I feel like, as a comedian, yeah, you guys kind of have free reign. You, yeah. You're in this very special bracket where you can say anything within like you can joke about anything within yeah. reason yeah i feel like these days it's getting a bit more narrow like you've got to be a little bit more careful, yeah but yeah you do have to be careful to to an extent but i also think you can you kind of can joke about anything as long as it's uh as long as it's a good enough joke and it's coming from a good place i think i think people yeah. want you to joke about anything you should be able to joke about they don't they don't want right. you to like you know hold back yeah i think that's what people want but so you haven't found any difference? Not really. I mean, I'm also not particularly a, a very contra. I'm not like a Ricky Gervais mm. or a Frankie Boyle type character, so I'm not particularly likely to be cancelled. But I have definitely done some things that, like, I, there was a TV show uh, four years ago called Roast Battle. Yeah, I've seen that. that with, I did. Um, Great. Jimmy Carr's thing. Right? Jimmy Carr hosts yeah, it, yeah. and then it was like Catherine Ryan and Jonathan Ross were the. The, the judges yeah. they get two comedians to like roast each other and then they pick a winner at the end mm -hmm. and I did it with Nigel Ung who's a Malaysian comedian 
who's now very now doing very well is this character called Uncle Roger. Yeah. You know that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I do. So that's yeah. Nigel Ung. Yeah. So he created that character in the last two years and he's now like so famous yeah. all over the world with this character. It's really mad. So we did it. Someone was playing it the other day and I was watched it back and I was like, fucking hell, these jokes. <laughs> How many years ago was that? <laughs> it was like twenty eighteen. Okay. Through five years ago, but I was like, man, these jokes do not hold up. <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to get cancelled for anything, it's going to be this. But then also that's the point of the show is like, mm. they want you to really push the, mm. the boundaries. Yeah. I mean, comedians hold a really pivotal part of society yeah. because you are that extremity of yeah. what you can say. Yeah. And people can laugh about it. And even back to like the days of when you had the court jester yeah. who, who was said to be one of the most powerful people in the court because yeah. you have that influence over the court jester had influence over the king's yeah. decision making yeah yeah and you can come at it at kind of an angle where you have this yeah. badge of i can say this because i'm a comedian it's i great. think that's true yeah i do think i do think you still have to think about what you're saying and i definitely think about everything a lot more now than i did i mean we all do mm. think about our material a lot more than five years ago everyone's gonna now go back and watch that yeah, roast I'm gonna, battle I'm gonna go find it. a few times with like my grandparents uh watching or listening to things i've done that have been slightly mm. you know more of more explicit mm. you know like uh more graphic yeah and it's, is that is that probably when you're with jamie i'd imagine that yeah some of the jamie stuff is yeah. fairly uh fairly lowbrow yeah <laughs> I had a music video, which is yeah. pretty, pretty raunchy. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was with a, a female dancer that I worked with in, in Dubai. Okay. And uh, we were all like half naked. Okay. And is it like that Lil Nas X video? Um, which one is that? Is it where he's like, uh, uh, fuck, I remember what it's called. It's kind of like a Fifty Shades of Grey type Oh, uh, okay. And Your um, video? Yeah, uh, it, was my, it was my music video. Oh, it's your yeah, video. So, I, so she's the dancer. So it was your idea to I'm do I'm singing, it. what do you want to do for this video? Because we've got to do something with it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, <laughs> I know this girl that will, she'll do this uh, nice dance. And, yeah. And uh, I'll sit there with, with <laughs> oiled up with my shirt off. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, it and, sounds uh, very explicit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing. It's not like uh, anything okay. over a PG-12. Okay, but, fine. All right. But um, it certainly was not one for the grandparents. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those occasions where it was getting shown without being vetted and people were like, yeah. I know, you do have to be careful. What's coming up for you? Have you, obviously I've seen that you've got this tour. Yeah, I'm doing this tour. I'm on tour from October to December. And then I think the plan is to, that will carry on next year. But that's exciting. There's a big show, the Bloomsbury Theatre, which is being filmed for like a, special nice. which is great and then i'm this podcast with jamie just rolls on and then i'm about to start an, another podcast i'm doing another podcast with uh spencer matthews oh, nice you know the joanne and vogue okay therapist yeah. ghost in me yeah yeah have you heard of that you're doing it like a it's a like male a, it's like a male version yeah. of that is the is the idea i think that's going to come out in september you're all over this podcasting aren't you yeah, I mean, it's a really great way of building an audience, yeah. particularly as a comedian. And also TV is in a weird place right now. Behind There's it. not a lot of shows to go on that make a big difference to your career. Like, you, you can go on shows, but not a lot of people are watching them. It's not going to have a massive impact on your career. But a podcast that does really well genuinely will, yeah. you know, get people to come to see you live and... 
for sure. And I think even with politicians now, yeah, they're like doing like saying, a podcasting tour. It's, I would argue that having a big podcast now is bigger than having a big TV show. It's great. I think it's really great. Yeah. And the way you can just do it yourself as well. Yeah. There's no one it's like, amazing. you don't have to like ask anyone to no. do it. The gatekeepers of TV, they don't really exist anymore mm. because you can just do it yourself. They're losing their power. Kind of. Yeah. Mm. I think it's good that the power has gone back into artists for want of a better word. And people will know there's there's no producer sort of saying you can't say this, you can't do that. Yeah. Like Made in Chelsea, where they come and like whisper in your ear, you've got to say this. Yeah, this. exactly. And then, and then they'll capture the moment that they wanted and mm. not the 10 minute lead up. Mm. To that. Yeah. So and you're they, always at the, whenever you do anything on TV, you're always kind of at the mercy of the editors. Mm. Cause you, cause it may go really well on the night, but you've no idea what bits they're going to cut out yeah. or leave in. And yeah, none of them have had a, as bigger impact as doing a, doing this podcast or even like the tour I did with Jack yeah. had a much bigger impact than any of the TV shows yeah, that yeah. I've done. Cause I just think the viewing figures are just, you know, down for all of those shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, who watches TV? I mean, yeah, there's also so many subscriptions that you have, yeah. to, have to get everything. Yeah. Netflix, Disney. Like, I think a show, I think if a show really pops off like a white Lotus or something, mm. a show that like really becomes massive, people are going to watch that. Mm hmm. But generally speaking, if you're on a show that isn't like massively hyped, figures are down. Well, I, don't, I don't want to sound too negative. No, but I don't, it's not really negative, is it? You're, yeah. It's like positive for our generation. I think so. Creatives coming up that you've got more control. Yeah. Your, your I think you just have to like embrace, you know, the way that it's all changing and yeah. not fight it. It suits you quite well because you're eloquent at speaking. You've got to find the things that work for you. Because some people, like comedians that are great on stage and then, like you said earlier... They can shy away a bit. Yeah. And then a podcast really isn't for them because people get to no. know their true personality and they're like, this person's dead and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really go well. But I know that is true. I mean, without naming any names, there are some comedians who are, who are like that and you chat to them in real life and they're really shy, really, they won't make eye contact with you. They, mm. they barely say anything. And then they go on stage and they're this like completely different person. Mm. I think that's fine. That's sort of just the way some people are. But yeah, probably podcast is not going to be there. Yeah their thing um and uh yeah like i say you, you meet people you can like make contacts you know like i met jamie through doing that show and he's gone on to become like a really pivotal part of my life really my career and my my life so so um yeah i think it's uh is I, that where you met spencer as well through jamie yeah spencer i met more recently maybe in the last like two or three years he's hilarious i mean he's like a deeply strange man mm. but really funny very intense mm. I, i'm looking I, forward to it i think what? it's funny and i think it, i hope i'm hoping it's going to be good because our dynamic is very different me and jamie are a little more similar so we get on very well but we're quite similar whereas me and spencer are very different but i think that might be more interesting to listen to sometimes it can be, sometimes be a bit like in jokey and yeah but I don't. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe people like to feel like they're part of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would say so. People like that feeling like they're sitting there with you. Yeah, like they're one of the guys, one of the lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about their first wank with Jamie. Lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the highlight exactly. of my week. Yeah, I know. Dubai, Saudi, oh, cool. some all over. Doing the place. what kind of tours? Depends on the show. For yeah. example, in October, which is my next yeah. tour, yeah, be in Scotland and Northern England is part of a James Bond show. Oh, cool. So, in the Middle East, it would be. We did this show called The History of Jazz. Yeah. And it was me and a female singer. We had the, the big band. How did you find that? Because I've gigged out there. 
Um, I quite like I quite like it. Yeah, because it feels like new territory. It feels like yeah. they're, they're seeing something for the first time they haven't really seen before. The show yeah. we did, I think it was the first ever show. It was for the um, their government out there, the Ministry of Culture okay. in Saudi. So okay. everyone was like, Christ. don't do anything wrong. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. lose any limbs. And um, it was the first time ever they had these female dancers in skirts. Wow. And that was interesting. After the show, I still had my microphone. For some reason, I don't know why, I'd put it in my... Because po- we were going off and on. We were taking turns to do songs. So mm. We were off and on constantly. Mm. And I'd put my microphone in my jacket. Mm. And then I'd come off stage and I was like, oh, my mic's still in the jacket. I'll go put it back mm. on. Show was done. Mm. Went out, put it on. And these two ladies came up to say, oh, congrats. Was, we really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then the security just swept them away. <laughs> I was like, you can't speak to him. <laughs> All very different. Yeah, yeah. Saudi's very different to Dubai. Yeah, Dubai's I've, not, I've not done Saudi, but I've done Dubai a couple of yeah. times. Where did you play out there? Did The first time I went, I did the, uh, I think it's called the World, it was called the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is like a big, yeah. like, I, I opened for Kevin Bridges in Dubai in that place, which was really fun. And then I went back and did the, the Opera House yeah. with... Uh, as part of like a lineup of British comedians, how um, did you find the Opera House over there? It's yeah, it was it's like an amazing venue, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. But um, I don't know. I just it is fun to do it, but I find the crowds a bit odd. The expat yeah. crowds are a bit odd, and also I find it a bit restrictive. I mean, as a comedian, they stop you from talking about loads of things. Really? So they tell you you can't talk about sex, politics, you can't make any jokes about Dubai. You're doing it, but you're you're kind of performing it like 50%. Mm. So it's not quite as fun, but it's fun to go. I yeah. mean, they they look after you very well. Yeah, I got like, stuck. I got, I, got, I got warped into it because yeah. I just kept like upping the, the yeah. package. And I ended up doing... I did. I did a show called the. It was called the Sound of Bond, and it was at the Opera House, and it was with the Dubai Opera House. It was a big band. It was amazing. Loved yeah. it. And in the audience was one of the like shake representatives or something. Yeah. So I ended up doing shows for them, like their private dudes. Oh my god. And then did the New Year's Eve party for them. Oh my god! In, so you're really entrenched in the and in, in Ras Al Khaimah, which is one of the other Emirates, mm. which you know they have the Dubai. Um, Abu Dhabi, yeah, seven of them. Yeah, one of them's called Ras Al Khaimah, and I went down there. God, and you're really uh, into it. Then they offered me three months at this place on the Palm, like a residency there. Wow! And it was like five star hotel and unlimited food <laughs> for three months. Good package, and they were like, "We'll reconsider after three months." And the team that came over, there were twelve dancers. Did you say yes? Yeah, yeah, I did it. You did it. I did it. This was uh, last year. Wow. Oh, you've spent loads of time there then. I think accumulatively maybe eight months. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going back next week just to do a show and oh, cool. pop in and out. But um, the nice thing about that is they don't expect you to do, I guess with, with comedy, you've got a set time. Like your set yeah. length is what, maybe 40 minutes? How long does it yeah, go I think Yeah, I think maybe like, I, I did like 30 minutes maybe yeah. when I went over there. And here in the UK, if I'm doing... A show, it's mm. like three forty-five minutes, quite long. Yeah, quite, quite a long show over there. Three times forty-five. Yeah, that then is you long. take a break in between. That is long. So it's, it, and it's a lot for the voice. Yeah. Whereas over there, sometimes they want you to do three songs and then just go. Yeah. Um. So I could do that show and then other shows as well. So I wasn't yeah, yeah. fully relying on that that residency. I was doing yeah. Other bits. 
Um, but that's why I like it because you can do th- three songs for the same price over there as you can over here for three hours. Of- yeah. Would um, you do any more out there in Dubai? Or would you go back? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty open to... D- I, I would kind of gig anywhere, really. I, I like One of the things I like about doing comedy is that you get to travel and go to... Mm. So I'm pretty open to... Perf- I've done quite a lot of gigs uh, abroad. I've gigged like a fair amount around Europe the Middle East. I haven't done Australia yet. I would love to do Australia. What do you reckon is the best crowd? Like what what countries are known for being a good Do you know what? America was pretty great. Yeah. It was pretty I mean oh, I get, it. it gets a lot of stick America, but the crowds that we had yeah. were really great. Cuz they just it's just a different vibe to the UK where when you walk out on stage in America, they're immediately up for it <laughs> yeah. and they're immediately like this is going to be amazing. And you feel that energy before you've even got to the microphone. You feel that energy, which makes you better because you're like, wow, this is great. They already love me. Mm-hmm. And then the show's better because you're better. Comedy is so dependent on the audience. If the audience is great, the comedian is so much better. And if the audience is terrible, it really makes the the, the comedian a lot worse. We're, we're so, we feed so much off the audience. But in England like you you a lot of the time you go on stage and you feel do you think we're the worst for that kind of thing i think it depends where you are in england i think london is hard yeah because there's so much going on in london that people have a slight arrogance of like okay well there's probably six things i could have done tonight and i've chosen to do this so this better be good Mm. so there's a little bit of that energy but if you travel to like you know more obscure places around the country they're a lot better they're a lot more grateful that you're there the o2 for example that you came to mm. as much as it was great it was by far like on the tour the hardest gig yeah because a lot of the time in london people arrive late because of the tubes and they're just like oh everyone's always late in london they leave early because they're trying to beat the trap it's so rude <laughs> so like so rude. london is kind of the worst gig yeah of no. the tour we have we had some great nights in like cardiff and manchester but london was probably the hardest one i feel like that's a general rule the further out of london you get the better yeah. people become yeah and then <laughs> yeah it's true yeah uh, it is true yeah. but i would like to try and get like a three-month window where i can go and live yeah in probably new Where'd york or new la york? Yeah. they're probably the only two places i could do it but go and live there for like three months and gig mm. and try and like do it for a few months that's what i'm i'm literally thinking the same thing you kind of have to go and like rebuild your reputation mm. Start you know scratch. in Amer- in la for example and i think it would take like a few months to for all the clubs sure. to know you and the comedians and the producers and the agents and whatever but you could do it and my friend i don't know if you've seen uh ted lasso his name rings a bell it's jason sudeikis football you know the the richmond afc football oh, yeah, show yeah. and there's a guy on it called brett goldstein yeah who's a comedian who's one of the main characters in that show and i've known him for a long time and he's always wanted to work in america and used to just go over there and audition and like gig and just like be there Mo- a lot of it is just being there yeah um and then eventually a c- couple of years ago he got a part on this show which is massive and he's now like won an Emmy and oh, amazing. is like really killing it. But it's taken him like 10 years. I do think a lot of it is just like putting the time in mm. and being there. 
Could be good. Could I think good. so. I might try and do it next year. We'll see. Yeah. Depends how busy next year is. But if I can, if I can do it, I would like to. Yeah. I'm keen to know who your friend is who knew my Charlie Jordan. I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know Charlie? I met. I met him. You I said he met you a couple of times. Yeah, I met him at a couple of things. He's yeah, nice. he's really nice. He's one of my best mates. Yeah, he's great. From uh, uni. Yeah, yeah. I met him at like a couple of barbecues or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's really nice. He's a really good, really good guy. Yeah. And his girlfriend, Sophie, or his fiance Sophie, she went to um, GHS. Right. Did he, I know he didn't go to Cranley. He went to, he went to one near to Cranley in GHS. Charlie um, Jordan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a really, yeah. really good guy. His dad's an actor. His dad was... Yeah. Um, his dad was famous. I think, I think we might have talked about that. Mm. I think when I met him, we talked about that. It was a couple of years ago that I met him, but I think we did talk about that. Um, yeah. He said you're a really nice guy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Didn't slag me off. He though. didn't. No, he didn't. That's he good. Didn't slag you off. Like Charlie, there's not a bad bone in his body, mm. and I think you can just tell with people like that. Um, My experience has been of meeting people in the industry. Mm. The more famous someone is, that I find that the really big people at the top of the industry are always lovely, mm. and the people in between, and it's the people who are a bit frustrated about where yeah. they are yeah. in the middle that can be the worst. Because but everyone people... I've met that's like up there at the top has always have all all been really nice. Yeah. Yeah, they have. And I, sometimes I don't know whether they're trained to, to be like that. And some yeah. people are more genuine than others. TV series that I was filming at the moment, I the way w the scene was set, I was stuck next to Danny Dyer. Yeah. And inevitably you want to you want to get chatting. I, I don't really have much in common with Danny, <laughs> with Danny Dyer. Dyer yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, you're right, mate. Like, yeah. uh, I'd um, struggle to find something to talk about with and Danny Dyer. And I sat Dyer there and I kind of looked at him and I was like... <laughs> my girlfriend's parents live in Essex and he's like oh great mate that's amazing that's amazing that's and, probably um, what I would have but said he was well. genuinely really nice yeah. and uh, then I I spoke a bit with Emily as well and she was really lovely yeah And I, but I feel like she's at a level where probably her, her whole life yeah. she's had people coming up to her yeah. and you've had to train in a way which is like if that one person doesn't have a good experience yeah. they're going to go away and be like oh that person was terrible yeah. in this series it's 80s themed so everybody's in wigs Yeah. so I'm in this wig and a hat mm. and makeup and this weird clothing I spent a decent amount of time chatting to these actors Yeah. and then the Wimbledon final the other week Emily Attack came through yeah. and I was like I was like, hey, Emily. <laughs> she clearly was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I think it must be weird. Like, if you are someone who is so... Not not that Emily isn't very famous, but if you are somebody who's, like, unbelievably famous, I don't know who you... Like a Will Smith or mm. someone like that. Yeah. It must be a weird existence because you know that every time you meet anyone, for you, it's just like a, yeah. you know fleeting moment but for this person they're going to remember that for the rest of their life yeah and yeah. that's the story they're going to tell it must be like a strange pressure to just be lovely sure. all the time there's a famous baseball player i can't remember. i'm not into baseball i forget his name there was a guy he was playing with and he was like he was like dude like you've won every single championship you've hit the most points and whatever blah 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 blah. he's like yeah why do you keep giving it 110 percent yeah and the guy said to him someone in that crowd that's seen me here for the first mm. time and yeah. for them it's the very first time they're seeing yeah. this in action so you've got to go out there yeah. I'm sure you do the same but yeah someone said that stage, to me once yeah. about gigs that yeah. sometimes you have gigs where you can't really be bothered yeah. or you're on stage and you're like oh it's a bit of a dead audience you know I'm not I'm not really into this but yeah you're right there'll, there'll be a lot of people in that crowd who've never seen you before and they might never see you again mm. so if your name ever comes up their only experience of you is going to be that night the problem sure. is that, like, it, you know, as much as people like to say, 
oh, I saw Tom Lucy and he was great. What they like to say even more is, oh, I saw him and he was fucking terrible. <laughs> That's a much more interesting story. So people are desperate to tell that story. You, um, it's the same when people meet famous people. They're desperate for you to be an asshole so that they can go around saying, oh, you know, I met that guy and he was a real asshole. I don't know if they use this phrase in the, the comedy industry, but all the time in the music industry, you, you maybe you're going out for a show and someone will say, you never know who's in the audience. Yeah. Or, or could be a big producer or something. Yeah. I'd say probably 50% of what I do is private clients. Yeah. And most of that comes from these shows, which sometimes can be shit audience. Yeah. But then at the end, someone goes, oh, can you do like this amazing thing in yeah. Monaco? Or something? Yeah, it's amazing. Like I've had experiences like that as well, where amazing things have come out the back of like really random. Yeah. You know, like I've done a gig at the comedy store and there just so happens to be someone in the audience who is a, is the son of a Russian billionaire. <laughs> and he's like, will you come and perform at my wedding? And I'm like, okay, great. And then you end up gigging at a Russian billionaire's wedding. You get breaks in, in places that you don't expect to mm. get breaks. You never know as well. Like, also, it's quite up and down. Yeah. There can be times where you're like, okay, when's the next wave coming? In? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can be riding this wave and be like, yeah feeling amazing yeah that it. was one of the interesting things about um spending so much time with jack on that tour who's someone who's like at the top of the game right now and um he won't he won't mind me saying but like he's not walking around going fucking hell my life is amazing i'm playing the o2 tonight i'm in a movie with the rock and emily blunt he's kind of like exactly the same as us being mm -hmm. like oh i really want to do this thing Oh, I auditioned for that part. I didn't get it. I really wanted to get it. Yeah. You know, we're doing three nights at the O2. You know, they they wanted to do four, but we can't do... You know, it's like those 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 worries and those, like, yeah. anxieties don't really ever go away. And it's quite, quite refreshing and nice to realize that, that no matter how high you get up the the ladder, mm. you're never, you're never going to get to a place where you're like, right, I've done it. I'm really happy. I'm, I'm not worried about anything. This yeah. is it. It's that the stress just gets more. You're totally right. Everyone's still a human. Yeah, it's and, it, and it's more stressful to yeah. be like, fucking hell. There's 16,000 people here and yeah. they've come to see me. Like, fucking, this better be good. Yeah. That is a lot of stress. How how was Jack on that, the O2 part of the tour? He's amazing. He's like very, always super calm and professional. And mm. I've never seen him get too flustered by... I mean, he gets frustrated by things, but I've never seen him get r super flustered by anything. The package he brings is, it is so entertaining. And the way that his parents are so intertwined with it. Yeah, well, yeah. People love that. They yeah. absolutely love that. And the night that we, I don't know if this was the case on all the nights, but the nights we were there, mm. his parents were in the audience. Mm. And they uh, they introduced them by doing the halfway kiss cam. Yeah. And then the final one. Was, I'm happy that you, uh, that you said that because uh, that, was actually my idea was that it? kiss cam thing that's amazing i went to a, a game of american football game or something and they had the kiss cam and i and then since then i was like oh that'd be a really funny thing to do in in the interval of a comedy show and i mentioned it to jack and he was like oh that's really funny and then i said oh and what you could do is end it with your parents so like do 10 minutes of kiss cam and then make the last one your yeah. mum and dad so and smart. everyone will go crazy yeah they did and uh and then every night, because I, I hate to break it to you, that was a thing that happened every night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but every night it got a massive laugh, massive reaction. 
And I, and I was always very smug whenever <laughs> it would get that reaction. Because me and Jack would always be waiting at the side because it was right before the show started again. So we'd did, be waiting. Did um, Hillary's mother's name? Yeah. Did she kiss the guy next to her? Yeah. Every night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a different bloke each night? Uh, I assume so, yeah. <laughs> but it was... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I was always very like very smugly standing at the side listening to like the massive reaction. That's a great idea. Like, you're you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I got great. no money for that. That was purely you can have that for free. Bit commission. I bet. Um, I bet Michael got a few few pounds to be in. The yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your trajectory's been really nice. I listened to that podcast, which was from 2018. Yeah. And obviously, we had the COVID thing, which yeah, I'd imagine was like a flat line for a lot of comics yeah, and yeah. then coming back from that and you're back at it and then yeah. it just seems like you're going on, onwards and upwards yeah I mean it's been a nice I'm 27 I've been doing it since I was about 17, 18 so I've been in it like 10 years mm. and it's been a nice like gradual I haven't really had a uh, a moment of like sudden you know uh, like shoot overnight success type thing Yeah, it's just been like a very gradual kind of rise with a bit of a covid flatline which has been nice i'm I'm kind of happy that it's been like that because i think it's more sustainable if it's like that i think if you're one of those people who suddenly gets a massive break and you're really young it's it's great but it's also hard to maintain that for the next 30 years or whatever and there's probably an element of imposter syndrome because i feel like you've earned every step of the way. I can remember being 21, 22 and being really frustrated that I wasn't doing more more TV and more bigger things. And now I look back on it and I'm like, thank God I wasn't doing that because I wasn't good enough. If I had done it, you know, it, I would have done it and then probably never done anything again because that would have been my moment and then it's gone. Mm. So I think it's good to, you know, like have that gradual rise Comedy, I guess music is the same, but definitely comedy. You do have to like put the time in. You can't fake stand up. You either you can either do it or you can't do it, and you're gonna get found out quite quickly. You and it takes when time. You're putting it on. Yeah, it takes time to learn it. Luckily, it kind of start started to go well relatively quickly. When you're the youngest um, paid, comedy. yeah. So that was like a big thing. Was that the comedy store? The comedy store. I think yeah. I was 18. And the guy who held the previous record was Jack, who I think was hey. ni- was 19. <laughs> so I beat him by one year. It was kind of all heading in the right direction. Yeah. And it was kind of like that up until COVID, really. It was like a very... Did you ever question it at that point? Were, you, did, were there any points in COVID where you thought, oh, fuck this? Yeah, 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 definitely. And not even just in COVID. Like, I've had definitely had moments where I'm like, fuck, this is really hard. Or like, I'm sure you've had experiences where you've you've had something that has been like taken away from you, right? like yeah. a job that you that really was meant to happen. And yeah, a job that was or... that was promised to you, and then it got t- gets taken away. You kind of have to like develop a thick skin and a resilience to that kind of thing because it just it is going to happen a lot, and it's never going to stop happening. And, Comedy's yeah. hard because it's like we expect to see a new thing every time we come back yeah i definitely find that when i'm learning a new song it has that new excitement and that's yeah. where I, th- I was trying to think like maybe f- for you guys when you learn a new bit yeah you have that same feeling yeah yeah it's very exciting when you have a new thing that is working yeah. i would say it's like one of the best feelings is like when you have a new idea and then you take it on stage and it works and you're like fuck i've got a new yeah. bit and i'm really excited about it and then it makes your whole performance better because you're like, I can't wait to do that new bit about whatever. 
Do you know when there's going to be a bit that's going to land? No, not really. No. I mean, it's it's weird that because what I'll do is I'll just kind of go through my life and live my life. And if something funny happens or if I think of something funny, I'll write it on the notes of my phone. Is there anything on there now you can share? I don't think there is. I mean, I'd be nervous to even say it on a podcast. <laughs> there was a story that I was trying to make work about a neighbour of mine who I saw, who I've never met before, but I saw in the window getting sucked off basically oh, those are the best yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it when that happens so i saw it happening from over the from my flat over the road i saw it in the window <laughs> and then i basically basically what happened was they finished and then i made eye contact with them <laughs> over the road and it looked like i'd been watching them for the whole thing <laughs> which you had <laughs> which i had and masturbating <laughs> And uh, and then and then it's been this weird thing of like trying to avoid bumping into them in the street because yeah. we live over the road from each other. So I'm probably at some point going to bump into them. So that I thought I just wrote that down as like an idea. I could tell that story. I could flesh that out. Oh, endless. Into like a big yeah. thing about what seeing them. You so could, it's for, just for research purposes. You, sh you could probably even invite him over for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, <laughs> just run it by him. So there's always things happening like that. Where you're just like, oh, that's that's funny. I'll write that down, and then you just have to go and try it. But it, when something works, it's a real buzz. Was well, there any particular topics that you have that tend to land more than others that you, you're like, okay, I'll hone into this? Do you know what? The only thing that I've noticed is that the things that work best is when you're being really honest. I think an audience can tell when you're either lying or not being fully honest about something. The times I've tried to do a bit that's not fully true they they can always kind of tell that's the only thing i've noticed and some people just have a way of some people are just funny people yeah like they they have a way of telling Talking, you a story yeah the, the 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 way they pronounce it or the way like yeah. dave Chappelle. yeah the way which he like orchestrates it over and the way he like acts it or mm -hmm. embodies it mm -hmm. he could say anything yeah and, and people would just find it funny because yeah. he's a funny guy yeah as well funny bones yeah yeah there's a, there's a lot of people that just aren't funny. Yeah. Never be comedians. <laughs> One of those something. things that you can't really teach. It's, uh, no. Comedy. No. There are, there are like comedy courses. Yeah. I'm always a bit wary nah. of them. This dude who, we did a, a feature film together. It was a comedy feature film. At the end of it, I was chatting to him. I was like, I want to start bringing, incorporating some more comedy into my set. I was like, oh, there's all these classes. There's, there's the Bill Murray theatre. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, What's that going to teach me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's that going to actually work? Like, you, people can tell when you're not a natural. Yeah. You've got to have a bit of spark. I mean, you can learn, but you have to have that natural. You, know, you have to have something there initially, and then you can nurture it and make yeah, it better. Sure. But there's something that anyone who performs, I think there's some kind of like desire. There's like a need to do it. And if you don't have that need, I don't think it's worth you getting involved well even if you do you'd probably drop out quite quick yeah you but. would because you'd, you'd immediately be like fuck this is really hard yeah. and i don't care that much and i think it gets to a point where you look around and you go oh that person's been here five years like oh they must be serious about it yeah because otherwise yeah yeah like, yeah and they must actually be doing something right yeah otherwise how are they still in the business and yeah um, like there's sometimes people will say to me like oh i'm thinking about doing stand-up and i just think like it's got it's got to be one of those things that you just like need to, that yeah. you just can't help do it. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but someone like Michael McIntyre, if he wasn't a comedian, I don't know what <laughs> else he would be doing.
Uh, maybe maybe be a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could like do some kind of teacher that is constantly getting. He could do other reprimanded other stuff. I'm yeah. sure, but like it's with with the best comedians, you kind of can't imagine them doing anything else. Yeah, and then stand up itself is like a totally different ball game to just being yeah a comedian because you've got these characters that are comedians on game shows and yeah um, TV film and they do well at that, but then actually doing a stand-up is a totally different kettle of fish. Like, um, yeah. Paddy McGuinness and who's his mate? Um, Peter Kay. Peter Kay. Like, Peter Kay is actually, like, proper good stand-up. Yeah, one and, of the best. And McGuinness is, like, great with... They're great as a duo on yeah. TV, and he does yeah. really well on TV, but his stand-up isn't quite as good as... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was on uh, Take Me Out. No, you were really? Ago. No yeah, way. So I, I met him on there. You and, were one um, of the boys on it? I was one of the boys, Fucking yeah. Fucking hell, you've done loads of Been, stuff. Um, I won't, Made in Chelsea, I won't take me out. The Made in Chelsea was like very brilliant. Like it, it, they yeah, were like, oh, this is going to... credit, doesn't it? This is going to start you off somewhere and it just never happened. So how did um, you get scouted for Take Me Out? Take Me Out was one of the first things I did. That's hilarious. And that was like ages ago. Did, and is that how you met your girlfriend? Imagine if you were still with the girl from Take Me Out. Yeah, I did date you her. You did date her? Yeah, but for, it was For how long? It was for like... I wanted to long things out for the, for mm. the like the story because yeah. I did a follow up. And um, how old were you at that time? You must have been I quite was young. Twenty, twenty one. Yeah, yeah. That and was I, a big show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that episode was the most watched ever. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Did you get a lot of attention when that came out? Yeah, a lot. Mm. Um, what song did you come down the lift to? Call me maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, can I find this on YouTube? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh did, my god. Um, series ten, episode one. That's why okay. it was a big deal because it was their like decade thing. Yeah. Um, but I was. How was Paddy? He was great. Yeah. Really cool. Really yeah. cool guy. Yeah. Really genuine. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, Great. a bit of a legend. Yeah, that's and hilarious. At the time, I was. So, did you go to Fernando's? Yeah, I went to Fernando's. <laughs> got, got the love at first light. Um, the problem was, when you come down, my first thoughts when I came down was, I was like, like, well, where are the good-looking girls? Okay, what are we working with here? Mm. And I was like, okay, there's a couple here, there's a couple there, and then I eyed in on one girl in particular. Mm. And what you don't see is the bottom half of them because they're standing behind the podium. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like guessing 50% of like <laughs> how big are the thighs or like <laughs> what are we dealing with here? <laughs> and um, and they were all lovely. Yeah. But she walked out and she was wearing these massive heels and yeah. it turns out she was like four foot 11. Yeah. Which um, I didn't have a problem with, but just unexpected. Unexpected, Very yeah. unexpected. So then when we... You when actually I, dated for a bit. Yeah, we did. She came down to my uni halls. Um, part of the problem was I was so young and that show caters to kind of like more older women yeah and so I was the so youngest you were at uni the at the time yeah God, you must have been like a hero at uni it was it was hit and miss it was it was I mean people found it hilarious there was like a whole viewing party for the uni oh my it God. was hilarious and um, my whole thing at the time was I was I was a rugby player yeah and so I was massive, like this this bulky, bulky rugby player. Yeah. Coming down this lift, which is like shaking. You know the love lift? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The lift is like bouncing <laughs> like this. And I'm like, it's going to break. That's funny. Um, so was it were all your videos about playing rugby? And yeah, it was all about It was all like one, you chucking a ball in yeah. the park and stuff. Yeah, it was all very cliche. And was it Paddy saying like, who's going to kick his ball? Over yeah, 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 yeah. All Which you no, girls Paddy said, to convert he his said, ball. Um, what did he say? He said something about me teabagging the girl. On yeah, the show. nice, nice. One of those ones because they did this whole bit about me. So, so 
with the reality TV, a lot of it's fabricated as yeah, well. Yeah. So they were like, okay, here's the deal. They turned up to my uni house. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to film your VT. And then mm. they're like, oh, so now we're going to do the bit where you make the tea naked. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, did, they didn't tell you that, that. So they made this whole thing of like. You did it. Yeah. 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 Sure. And um, there wasn't much to hide. So they just <laughs> small bit of fruit and it's fine. <laughs> and um, and That's funny. That's late. a clip that's going to be around forever, yeah. isn't it? Well, I kind of. I, but, I mean, it's funny. It's why it's, not? It is it's funny. funny. It's not, when it's I did not, the jazz stuff, it's very like um, the opposite. It's very prim and proper. Like I yeah. never walk onto the stage with anything less than like nice tailored suits. Or yeah, yeah. And all the clients that I'm dealing with are these higher end clients who yeah. are very prim and proper. And I've learned to just embrace the whole thing. Yeah. And just be me as, yeah. as myself. Like it's I, funny. I can cater to those clients, and I can also have a good laugh with it as well. Yeah. But for a long time, I hid it. And because the tab did a whole article on it and they like yeah. whatever. And yeah. for a long time, I, and because I didn't really look the same because I was so beefy, like yeah. my face was even beefy, yeah. I could get away with like, yeah. Uh, there's no history of it, yeah, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and now I don't mind chatting about it because it was a good laugh. But, um, I mean, th and that's one of the dangers, not dangers, but like if you start very young, yeah. like we both did. Pigeonhole yourself somewhere. Yeah, but the, it also means that there's like... There's going to be things that you've done when you're younger that are gonna you're gonna are gonna be yeah. around forever. I mean, there's like TV appearances that I did when I was nineteen, twenty that I look I would look back on and cringe and be like, yeah. oh god, those jokes are not very good, and just, that's just the downside of starting young. I think the nice thing about what you do is you can always joke about it. Like yeah. you can you can be like, oh, and that time when I was twenty and like I'm kind of and hoping an, a positive spin on it is to be like, oh, pe people would watch it and go, oh, he's improved a lot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be a positive way of looking at it, other yeah. than rather than being like, fucking hell, he used to be terrible. But people like that as well. They like seeing where you come from. Yeah. Seeing actually where you started. Yeah. And, and being like, oh, if he could do that, maybe I could. Yeah. I could, it's I could just a shame it. that those but, clips exist forever. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, I've done some so funny things like. When you're first out there, for me, I didn't really know what I was doing yeah. until I got an agent and a manager. I was like, yeah. I didn't really know what jobs to take on, what not to take on. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this singing thing, I need some press shots. So I did a bit of modeling mm. and there was this one modeling gig where I, I remember going through it and I was like, this is not going to age well. The weirdest outfits at that point in time, I thought you've got to oh, be more specific about the jobs. I can, there's some it's, photos of me from back in the day, which is so awful. Mm. Like photo shoots where I got persuaded by the photographer to like wear a weird outfit or hold a, hold a dog or like... I thought you were going to say something else, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that as well but it just when you're that young you just don't know you <laughs> like if someone tried now i would be a lot more you know if i was doing a photo shoot and there was something i didn't want to do i would say no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i wouldn't worry about saying no yeah. but back then i was like oh i guess i have to do what they say hold the dog you gotta <laughs> or if they're like oh you know it'd be really funny because you're young is if we put you on like a tricycle mm. and you're like oh the kid comedian on a tricycle great idea so it's all that kind of bollocks. But yeah, when yeah. you're young, you're like, oh, I guess he knows what he's doing. I guess so. I think luckily people kind of get it. And I, there, there is an element of what you do in your late teens, early 20s. People give you a benefit of the doubt. I think like, so. They're trying to find their feet. I think so. To... I think it's fine. I think when you're that age, people assume that you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to be out the other side of it and have a bit more control. Mm. And also not worry about saying no to things. Yeah, I, think yeah. you, I think you get to an age where you're like, oh, it's okay to say no to if i don't want to do something i can say no and it's yeah. fine it, well i'm still definitely navigating through and like trying to f 
find the feet in the the industry and um, yeah and uh i think that's what your 20s is about yeah definitely yeah try something try it see what works see what isn't working yeah do you have like a focal point do you have something in mind where you're looking like a more long-term vision of where you want to get to um not 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 specifically i've never really had like a plan i think it's really hard to have a plan in the kind of industry that we're in because mm. it's so unpredictable uh but it's it's really just to keep doing what i'm doing but bigger and you know i'd like to just make the tours bigger can you get bigger audiences though i mean what what other stadiums that that would do well like for example really it would be the the goal would be to, to be headlining, headlining yeah. rather yeah. than supporting that would be the, the difference but it's, it, it's crazy to know that you've probably done some of the biggest audience sizes that it's possible to get for comedy shows yeah i mean the o2 i think is probably the biggest i don't think i don't know where else you would do that was mm. bigger than that when i did that i was thinking wow this would be amazing if, if you were playing this with your own show mm. it wouldn't that be amazing yeah but yeah i just would like to keep going really I feel very lucky to have had what I've had. And I'm also aware that I'm still young and started really young. So it's just trying to like pace yourself and have longevity. And mm. my agent is very good at always talking about like pacing yourself. And, Cause I, I naturally can get quite uh, impatient and I'm, I just want to do everything now. Yeah. But if actually there's something to be said for like doing things at the right time, not, burning out by the age of 30 i don't want to get to 30 and have done everything and be burnt out who's the kind of you're probably the youngest guy like killing it right now who else is there in your age category i mean there's not that i mean there are some great people but it's not as flooded as yeah. the music industry there's no there's no 21 year old comedian who's like dave Chappelle. Mm. you know dave Chappelle's like in his late 40s pete davidson is probably the, true yeah and but he's best, still he's probably what is he 20 or 30 early maybe 30s. 30 yeah i think he's probably the best example of like a young yeah very very famous comedian yeah yeah but that's because he shagged the right people yeah that's what i've got to start doing. yeah that's really the next that's stage part for of me. it i think i think that's really where we're going now is pick your next into i'm trying to make myself the, the british pete davidson yeah so who's the british kim kardashian who would you go for who's yeah the, that's a good question who's the kind of equivalent katie price yeah you could get a bit she's of kind of our, our kim kardashian yeah i think she's she's single i, was, I thought she was seeing someone well i think I it's don't know. i think it's, she's always looking for options yeah she i think she sometimes she's never tied down really is she a couple of options to go for so that could be good yeah katie bryce who else is up there in that category of like kim k um who's, who else uh, is there who's Gemma the, collins Gemma collins is, you could actually probably get him <laughs> you probably got mutuals wouldn't that be great yeah, you've probably got a few. Probably would be good, there. wouldn't it? Would really help my career. I thought she was with. Um, I don't. I haven't followed her too much. James Argent. Yeah, are they still yeah, together? No, I don't think they are anymore. Okay, he's a singer. Yeah, so he does the the whole. He does like Bruna thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. not great. He's not great. He's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I, I suspect he might be like the Paddy McGuinness of the crooning world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's used his yeah. name from what he's done before to yeah, try yeah. transfer into the... Yeah. Um, that, I like him. I think he's a good guy. That's kind of going to be the, my next stage. Your next move is very... My next move is going to be a strategic. something sex-based. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Is there anyone you've got an eye on? Or? I mean... I'm open to suggestions. Yeah. Maybe we could put a link in this podcast yeah. to like uh, my email or something. Or we, we could definitely. set or we could set up an email that's purely for 
just purely a sex hotline there's some thing. kind of hotline goes directly to yeah some kind of inbox yeah a po po box yeah. <laughs> well you have your instagram and, and all that stuff on here yeah so exactly you never know there's some good girls out there i'm sure there's some great girls out there now you now yeah. you're sounding like a take me out contestant you're gonna watch so what do i search just nick I actually don't know how you'd find Take it. Take me out. Occasionally they Nick. replay it on TV. And you get loads of messages. And then it's mainly gay guys. Sure. Yeah. I sure. think I think gay that guys. That could have also a be a good move for, for me. Next. Yeah. Sort of curveball. Avid supporters. Yeah. Really avid supporters. You never know. I I probably get I mean I definitely get more messages from gay guys. Yeah. I don't get any messages from girls. Girls are not interested in really? me at all. Interesting. Um I think cuz they see I've got a girlfriend on my page. Do you like flaunt her a lot on your page? Not, not particularly. No. We're quite conservative in that way. Yeah. But um gay guys don't care about that. No. They'll like, come in. I remember one time I was out. This was at uni and I was like I was basically half asleep on this night out at yeah. a place called Timepiece in Exeter. Sure. And there was shout out timepiece. Yeah, people people will know it. They'll, like, they'll know. It's, it's one of those. They'll it's know. one of those like Monday night Guildford pop yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. And I had this gay guy on my right, this gay guy on my left, and I'm kind of like asleep. Sounds like one of your music videos. Yeah, was, that's where I got the inspiration yeah. from. And <laughs> the, the one on the left goes um, to the guy on my right. He's like, um, he wants it. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh god! And I was, I was suddenly like awake. That's terrifying. Suddenly awake. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just made me think. Like, yeah, great supporters. I've always had. Good it made support. you, uh, made you just sort of like uh, keep your wits about you. Yeah. Which yeah. is a good, a good way to be in timepiece. Yeah. But yeah. I think that also that build, they're quite into rugby guys. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. You would be a. What would you be? There, there's words, aren't there, for the different kind is of there? cubs and bears and oh yeah otters. Okay. You, I don't know what you would be. I'm not familiar with the the terminology, but yeah, I've not. I've tried. Someone tried to explain it to me the other day. I feel like a bear sounds cool. Bear. I think you'd be a bear. Probably. Maybe yeah. I was a bear. Now I feel like a I've bear sl- is like a big muscly guy. So yeah. you probably would have been a bear. I've slimmed down a bit now. So now you'd be a probably, cub. Probably a little little cub. Yeah. Um, well, we, maybe if they want to use my hotline to yeah. also get to you. All I'm saying is great supporters. Stick they stick will. them in. Stick an email in the inbox. Yeah. We'll get back to you. But you could, I, I mean, you could seriously be quite strategic about your next, um, <laughs> yeah. your next partnership because <laughs> you know, you could like do what Pete Davison did. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're great. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I okay. think if we've learned anything from today, and it's all gonna, uh, it's all gonna come back to this chat. Yeah. And this is where it starts. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. I'm gonna have a think about that. Yeah. And that's what I'm gonna take away from this is. Yeah. Who who can I strategically yeah. sleep with? But you should start like searching up kind of like as people that are single at the moment, yeah. or and just slowly like. So I just Google them. search who's single right now. Yeah, do a bit quite of stalking. A bleak, quite a bleak Google search. Do a bit of stalking. Yeah, I think. okay, great, and then, perfect. And then find out where their their roots are. Thanks, I really appreciate this help. Bump into them. This is great. Make it seem like an accident. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly have the same interests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just start turning up at Gemma Collins's PA PA appearances. No, she's a good, she's a good one. She's mm. she's a good catch. A lot for me. I think personality. She's more my style. We would clash, but yeah, she's more my I style. I feel like you could handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can handle Gemma, um, the GC. Well, mm. legend. I mean, I love seeing these clips where it's it's like what represents Britain. Yeah, Gemma Collins is always on there. Yeah, she's a national treasure. Yeah. She's a national treasure. You, you'd be, you'd basically be in line to a national treasure. Yeah, I'd, I'd by proxy become a national treasure. Yeah, you would. 
you would. Yeah. You get all these Getty photos of you two. Sure. At like um, Getty images, yeah. Red carpet events and you in your suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Amazing. I'm in, I'm in. Perfect. Sign me up. Yeah. We've been going an hour and 40. I feel like that's gone so, so How quick. How have we recorded? An hour and 45. Fuck. That's, okay, uh, I probably actually you probably have got to go, shoot. Yeah. I feel like that went way quicker. That's crazy. That was, was a long expecting. time. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's some good Blown stuff by. in there. Anything else you want to drop in? But like, any Not really. I mean, the tour or... is really the main thing. Yeah. So the tour, uh, all the dates are on my website, uh, tomlucy.com. Mm. Starts in October. I'm going to come, by the way. I'll come to the G Live one because... Come to G Live. I can yeah. double up with the parents. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Come to that. Yeah, yeah and we'll we'll go... Uh, yeah. It's not on a Monday if you need, night. But... If you need a plant, like if you need someone to strategically heckle something... I do. ...that goes in line with... Yeah. Um, something about Gemma Collins yeah okay yeah it's unfortunately it's not on a Monday otherwise we could have just gone straight yeah. down to casino and but that's right we can still do that um, anyway is, you're, that's in no, is it November the, yeah when is that November. I think it's in November yeah so I'll come down to that yeah they're all up on the website and then there's one at the London isn't there Bloomsbury After Theatre Bloomsbury. London which is um, quite a big one and it's going to be filmed so yeah come to that one um, and then there's going to be more next year, but that, but for now, mm. it's it's the autumn ones. Nice. Good luck. I'm I'm pumped for you. You're Thanks, doing so man. well, and Thanks. I want to see you smash it. Thanks for are, having so. me on. Lovely to meet it's you great. as well. Yeah, lovely to meet you too. Like we had a nice little bond. I'll come there. back. Uh, I'll come back and I'll be a recurring. Yeah, do it. Do and it. every once a year, we'll have an annual catch yeah. up. Yeah, see. How I'll we're come doing. back next year with Gemma Collins. And we'll both sit here. I'd love that. Yeah, you can sit on our lap. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. We're going to call it there. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. you.